Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 378. I'm your host, Blaine Putney, and I'm joined by my co-host, Smith. Good evening. Now, I know in the last episode, we were talking about us being stuck to one episode a week. Well, we're taking advantage of being available at the same time, and we're just going to pop off another show uh, and talk about, in this time, the draft and preview the Caps game. So, Matt... What the hell's going on with this NHL entry draft thing? Let's just say I don't like it. I'll just start with that. Um, Elliot Friedman, yeah. the other day, he posted uh, a tweet. So the NHL has officially notified teams it would like to hear their opinions on decentralization of the draft, which means having clubs stay at home while prospects attend NFL, NBA style. If there is a desire for change, would most likely be in 2025, outside chance for 2024. Uh, Pierre Lebrun also kind of retweeted that and put his own spin on it. So this stems from a conversation some governors had with Gary Bettman at the Board of Governors meeting October 4th in New York City because the draft for next June still hasn't been finalized. League's still trying to nail down a venue in Vegas. We all think that it's going to be at the Las Vegas Sphere, which I think would be awesome, but um, we don't know that as of yet. So back to the tweets. Uh, some uh, Some governors asked Bettman why the need still to have everyone show up at the draft. Why not do like other leagues, et cetera, decentralize? Bill Daly sent out a memo to team presidents and GMs yesterday asking for feedback on it. Um, this was a uh, a topic that they talked about on that talkie during the TSN panel. And um, they said, uh, Darren Dreger uh, kind of pointed out that don't be surprised if this happens, which I think would be um, a big kick in the nuts to – um, to to the NHL, to be honest, I, I I get that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, logistics, there's a lot of money that goes into this. However, when you look at the things that the NHL does right, there's not a lot of them that we yeah. can kind of agree on. And one of the things they do right is the NHL draft, and it's getting everyone together and having that fan experience, um, having the opportunity to look over there and be like, Hey, there's, uh, we will, I've been to five of them. I think you've been to six or seven. Um, and being able to just be like, Curry Price is over there and being able to actually talk to the person or, you know, the, the amount of people that I've been able to meet um, fan wise, I've met GMs, I've met team presidents, I've met players, et cetera. I know you've done the same. We've met some of these guys that have got drafted that have went on to have great NHL careers um i just think that this is the wrong thing to do um is it probably all about money absolutely i just think that it would just be the wrong reason like it would literally just be so think of the nhl draft everyone you've got gary batman coming up on stage everyone boos the shit Mm. out of him he brings up it could be the second coming of christ coming up on stage with him still gonna get booed 
all it's going to be is maybe a GM, maybe a team president, maybe a, a couple representatives with the player, or they're going to do it, say, full NBA or NFL style, where it's literally just the player and the family. The player gets called up, gets a bro hug from uh, Gary Bettman, and then they're like, okay, on to the second pick. Like, there's, it's just, it, I would not attend something like that. I know I would not. I, I just, no, I just and, think and it, it just takes away from the whole experience. I agree. I agree. I think this is actually the way they do it now is done. It, it's done right. Um, I, I know this is a money thing, like you mentioned, because they're worried they're, they got to travel to a location, do the draft and then travel back to their home, uh, to the, uh, the city they're, they're from and then do free agency. So why not just, bring the draft up closer to free agency so that they can just do it all at once. Yeah. You can do it all there because there was even, there was go- even a few people that, um, that recommended that having yeah. the first day of free agency um, kind of pushed into like the third day of the draft type thing and mm-hmm. have everybody there. So then if there are deals to be made or if there's trades or anything, well, everything's done right there. And then you've got microphone in hand, to uh talk about you know talk to new york about the the big sign they made or whatever else right i i do get it from a logistical standpoint and and having um your own kind of team hub and everything like that i just i just think it's something that the league does very well and i would be uh i'd be you know i it would upset me if they uh if they changed the format yeah because that fan experience when you're in the uh in the city, like yeah. we, I've, we've covered the draft before. Yeah. You're in this. You're in that city. Everybody's there. Right. How many How many times do you think you're going to have an opportunity to sit down in a random bar and yeah. run into the GM of Malmo? You know, right? He, right. Yeah. Or or, yeah. or the Halifax Mooseheads, or uh, you know, a GM, an NHL GM like Bill Guerin, for instance. Right. Right. Who's been on our show a couple times. Right. So. Like, this is how we get to meet these people and Absolutely. that's fun. But you think about the television aspect being in the air, in the arena. Great. But when you're, it, they have it set up now where the first round is a televised event that people look forward to. Yes. Now. Yeah. It takes a little bit of extra time that you, you'd think in between each pick, but that gives them time to televise uh, a breakdown to uh, put the player on talk to the GM for a minute or two and then move to the next one. Right. So it's, think, it's set up perfectly they, they for do TV. it right. They do it right. Yeah. And they want to change it because that's what they do. They don't screw with whatever works. If it's working, let it be. Yeah. And like we, like we were just in Nashville and um, so the amount of people that we were able to run into or just, you know, we the well the restaurant that we went out to the first night, the whole yeah. Canadians staff was at the same restaurant as us. Yeah, not not by design. They were probably there because of us, but right. They followed but, us. They followed us. Right, but like we run into so many people while we were there, and um, well, just looking at like we met at the draft. Right, we met in Florida. Uh, I met Treg in Dallas. So like uh, it's it's been it's been quite an experience and and to be able to do this kind of stuff has been a lot of fun, 
and uh, something I look forward to every year. Yeah, I'm I'm it's I'm very disappointed that I won't be able to do it this coming summer. We all know it's going to be in Vegas, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of locations in Vegas that that they're looking at. It would have been an amazing time to go to Vegas, hang out with you guys, Absolutely. watch the draft, you know, cover the draft. That would have been uh, that would have been amazing, but can't do it. And now the NHL's talking about ruining one of the few things they do right. So you, I, you I found turn it into the NFL weird. draft. Eh. Yeah, but I did feel I, fi- I found it a little bit weird because generally at the end of the draft, they say, hey, we'll see you next year in City X, right? And they didn't do that this year. And then yeah. when they started talking about like, this is when free agency is going to be, and this is when um, uh, the trade deadline is going to be, this is going to be when the draft's going to be, they never kind of drop that in. There's been a lot of rumors about Vegas, and now they're talking about the sphere again. I think that would be really, really cool. Um, but again, this is this is just something that, in my opinion, like don't don't mess this up. Like, don't mess this up for the fans. Um, it's something that you guys do right. It's uh, it, again, like it would be very upsetting if if this if this changed. Because yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know about you. Like I just, I it would just it would just kill the experience. Because, like, how many times have we just been sitting there and it's like, you know, it's like, hey, this person's talking to this, this person. Oh, I wonder what's going on there. And it's just it's it's just kind of like a it's like a, a show within a show. You know what I mean? And uh, there's been times where it's 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 like to see the reactions and, and, and everything like that. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there in Montreal. But like, look when the Kirby Doc trade broke down. Yeah. And, you know, you've got. um You've got Hughes there. He just trades. Um, he just trades Romanov, who's a fan favorite at the time. He hears some booing, and it's like he's just kind of sitting there with a grin on his face. Then all of a sudden, they they announce Kirby Doc, and it just stro- pans over to him, and he's got that that grin on his face. And again, like I, I just think it would kill the experience. I I really I yeah. really do, and. Uh, you brought up the a good fact, just being able to see these people just walking on the streets and, you know, obviously you're not going to bother everybody you see, but just having the opportunity to, you know, have a drink with one of these people or something like it's, it's, uh, it's something you always remember. Yeah. And, and like you were talking about with the, the cameras panning to GMs and watching the conversations, that's one of the few interactive experiences that the NHL actually has that the fans really do enjoy. So yeah. Changing it doesn't make sense to me. No. But hey, that's the NHL and that's what they do. Yeah. Um we're not going to solve the NHL's problems in 10 minutes. But hey, why don't we just leave it at that and move on to the game that we're gonna preview? And that's the Capitals visiting the Canadians tonight in Montreal. So um it's two teams that are struggling, starting right off. Um and I'm kind of concerned because Ovechkin hasn't registered a shot in two games. And he's coming into Montreal where he absolutely lights it up. So he I'm also, afraid that we're going to see hasn't scored a, goal. a lot. Exactly. I have a feeling that's going to change. I think so, too. For a guy that um, is who shoots the puck as often as he does, 
scores as often as he does to only have four shots in three games and not have a goal. Um, yeah, something, something's going on there. Um, yeah. you know what? The guy's getting older. He's in his late thirties. However, um, he still has that passion. He still wants to break that record. Um, he almost killed Eric Carlson in the first game of the year at center ice with that hit. Yeah. Um, so we know that drive's still there. Um, but they're, they're a team that's not necessarily in a rebuild, but they're in a retool. They're under a new coaching staff. Um, so that might be a part of it. And they're trying to find, they're still find their legs. However, um, a guy like Ovechkin's never a guy that you can kind of take out of the fight. So I'm assuming that he's going to have one of those games or at least a lot of chances against the Canadians. And, um, that doesn't bode well for the Canadians. Let's just say that. However, you look at the Canadian side of it, they just played an awful, 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 awful game against Minnesota. And now they've been off since Tuesday. So are they going to be well rested and come into this game and show and have something to prove and maybe not so take so many goddamn penalties or, or the, the, or the struggles going to continue within their lineup. Taking those penalties, that's I want to I want to point that out. That lack of discipline that they've had the first three games has cost them. Now you you have Ovechkin coming into town, who hasn't recorded a shot oh, in two games. Yeah, yeah, and he's motivated. Yeah, I mean the guy's he's he's missed out on a shot on net in nineteen games out of his entire career. Something like that. Yeah, so it's crazy. So it's, now he walks into Montreal, a team that is leading the league in penalties. Yeah. minor penalties at that and you give him every chance to take shots on yeah. a power play yeah this is not going to work out well yeah. if the canadians I'll, do I'm not play throw, discipline i'm going to throw out some like crazy stats right now three games into the year for uh washington ovechkin has an assist wilson has an assist backstrom doesn't have a point and kuznetsov doesn't have a point john carlson's got a goal and an assist and they're shooting the, as a team. They're shooting two percent, and they haven't scored a power play goal. I think that's going to change. <laughs> so again, if Montreal is undisciplined the way that they have been, and they allow for a team like Washington with the firepower of Alexander Ovechkin, even at thirty-eight years old, they are not good at killing penalties. If, you know, we have seen it how many times in Ovechkin's career, all he does is stand there. It's all he needs to do. He still finds yeah. ways to put the puck in the back of the net. And he's a big game performer when it comes to playing against the Canadians. Yeah, there is that. And there, there was another storyline that could have happened in this game. And that's the return of Joel Edmondson. However, shocking. He is out injured on the long term. Yeah, so is Max Pacioretty, <laughs> also injured. It seems that anybody who's played for Montreal is hurt. Yeah. It's just it's just hard to see. But back to the Caps anyway. Um, even without him, their defense isn't that bad. They just, they haven't found, they haven't found the rhythm. And no. going up against a, a weaker team in Montreal, they could. But like you said, Montreal's coming off a really shit game. Yeah. They'll be motivated to play better 
to show the fans a better show than what they put on against Minnesota because that was awful. Oh, if you need a laugh as well, um, Charlie Lindgren, who also used to play with the Canadians, he was just put on the injured reserve as well. Jeez. See what I mean? <laughs> it's just so Fuck bad. you, Joe Boo. It's just so bad. <laughs> I know. It, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Now, the like I like I mentioned a little bit earlier, their biggest their biggest issue is staying out of the box. We talked about in the last episode, five on five, the Canadians control the play. They're over fifty two percent on puck possession. Uh, expected goals for I think they're closer to sixty percent, around fifty seven to sixty, yep. somewhere around there. So a five on five, strong team. On the power play or the penalty kill shit team so they got to stay out of the box yeah to start yeah and uh, they got to get a little bit better on the power play they do they do the very least generate some momentum they don't need to like it would be nice if they scored but to don't actually keep the puck in yeah, the other don't want to be in a momentum killer exactly you don't want to give up shorthanded goals at this point they're a better five on five team it's like at this point it's like you take the slash and then just punch the guy in the face because you may as well play four on four because it's your be- probably your best bet. Yeah. It really is. Like now, it, and it's, uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of insane, it, but to think about it, but we've, we've talked about this season after season. It really hasn't improved. It really hasn't. It's been a couple of seasons now and wow. It's just not been that great. Really not. Um, yeah, so the, I don't know. We, they're not. I want to see something different from the power play as well. I don't want to see this drop pass crap and have everybody so just standing still That's on the so blue bad. line. Everyone just stop at the blue line, drop pass, and it yeah. goes out. Yeah. You you got a higher percentage of success just by dumping it in. Yeah. Which isn't that high. Doc was really the guy that really pushed the controlled zone entries like he was capable of doing it that was that's one of his strengths without him it kind of they're kind of in limbo with that so they they only have that little drop pass bullshit to come in with speed on one guy they need to find a way to make controlled zone entries and then keep the puck in there yeah but their Get problem their, their problem is the the opposition sees them and they say well no yeah. one's gonna skate in and blow by me Right, the like the Canadians don't have a lot of those guys on their team that is just gonna it kind of be a one man show. We've got guys that can put the puck in the net, and uh, you know a guy like Caulfield can shoot it from anywhere. But again, he's probably not going to go through three guys himself. True. Right. So True. something's gonna something's gonna happen. Let's just say that. Uh, for me, yeah. I'm looking to see um, what's going to happen between the between the between the pipes. I'm assuming Allen's going to get the start. That's my assumption too. Right. And, uh, and I, and I'd like to see kind of what some of these lines are going to look like if uh, we're going to have a similar lineup to that of Minnesota, which uh, took a hell of a lot of penalties and looked like shit, or if there's going to be, a, if there's going to be some tweaks to the lineup. If we can see a strong game from both the Suzuki and uh, new hooks lines, I don't see any reason why the Canadians couldn't win that game. Yeah. 
I, I do believe that we're going to see Baron slot in and yeah. get some time there, which might help the puck movement because he's a decent puck mover. So we'll see how that works. Uh, a strong game from Newhook, who's leading the team in goals. Uh, Caulfield, who, if the Canadians get any power plays, might actually be the guy to light it up for them. Right. Uh, well, they've we only scored the one, the one. They've only scored the one power play goal this year, and he's got it. So, and it was him. So, um, everyone knows he's the weapon. So they need to find a way to. I don't we gotta, know. We, we got to make that weapon less predictable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and even 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 the the move even the move to Suzuki it's a it's a it's a move that everyone knows. They're gonna pass it up to him close to the blue line. He's gonna do his little skate in. And we've seen it. It's been effective at times. But teams know it. They're the only he'll, two people. They're the, the only two people that are going to shoot. That's right. He gets the puck uh, on a pass uh, around the hash marks. Then he'll circle back and then come yeah. back in on a curl and shoot. Yeah. So all they got to do is like, okay, where's Suzuki right now? Not in a shooting position. It's going to Caulfield. Everyone shifts this way. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, Caulfield, we've got covered. Oh, Suzuki's. Oh, uh, let's just all shift that way. It's easy. Yeah. All right. And it's, uh, you know, we've seen a little bit, um, a little bit of um, progression there, I guess, when it comes to a little bit of uh, puck control. Obviously, having a guy like Matheson out there is going to help, but the results still haven't come. And I say, again, I don't want to sound the alarm yet. We're only three games into the year. But um, at the same time, you've got a team in Tampa who's started off pretty slow. Who's going through injuries themselves, especially to one of their top players in Veselaski. Um, Toronto hasn't been all that good. Yes, they beat Montreal and came back and won, but they haven't been the cup champion Maple Leafs that everyone expected them to be as of yet. So there's opportunity there. And if you can score some points earlier in the season, you might have a better chance than you think. Yeah, I agree. Now, we are previewing the game. We've talked about Ovechkin. We've talked about the Canadians' issues and their one and only star being the one and only weapon uh, <laughs> on the power play. But what do you expect to see in this game that we did see from the Canadians in the last one? I want to say what I don't want to see first. <laughs> I don't want to see just an unnecessary fight for no reason. A lot of people are already saying, oh, Jack I or Pizzetta has to fight Tom Wilson. No, they fucking don't. No. Okay. Stop going in with the notion that player X needs to fight player X. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't need to happen every night. There's, there's uh there's a reason fighting is down in the league. Um, is a you know the the stage fights don't really happen as much as what they used to. Um, I don't think that it needs to be, and I don't think it needs to happen. If it does happen, hopefully it's for a reason. It's not just like oh, I just need to fight this guy, right? And you don't want to do it. I I enjoy fights. I enjoy fighting just as much as anybody else. Um, but don't go into with the notion that he has one of those two has to fight Tom Wilson for it to be a successful game or anything like that. Um, what I also don't want to see um, a guy in Anthony Mantha who has struggled mightily in the two games that he's played. However, 
He's from Quebec, so is he going to score seven goals? Maybe six. No, more right? like three. <laughs> right? More like three. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, what I would like to see, though, again, cut down on those power play uh, uh, power play opportunities for the other team. Um, again, stay out of the box and make the most of the chances that you're going to get because you're playing against a team that is in a rebuild or a retool. Um, they're kind of down on themselves right now. So take advantage of that, right? They they played well against Toronto. Yes, they Pally's killed them, and uh, they end up losing that game. But then you beat Chicago. You laid in it. You were awful against Minnesota. So let's bring that. You know, show show why you deserve to be on the line that you're playing on. Because we talked about it in the last show. There's a lot of opportunities here, and if some of these guys can. Um, and we've got Dvorak coming back as well. So if some of these guys want to stay in the positions that they're in and either not be sent down or sent down the lineup, it's time to step up. Yeah. No, they absolutely do need that. Um, what I would like to see is something similar to the first game where they're playing Toronto. Now, Washington is one of the oldest teams in the league. Yeah. And they're a lot slower than they, they have been in the past. And the Canadians are one of the youngest and are very fast. So if they can play with the speed they played with against Toronto and they take the game to Washington, I I don't see why they wouldn't take the win. They yeah. would be able to push the other team on its heels. And that would mean the Canadians aren't taking stupid penalties because they, they're not chasing the play like they had been. Um, and... Yeah, like you, I don't want to see any staged fights. I don't want to see any, like an organic one, sure. But you got to be very careful because Jack Eye, when he fought Reeves, he ended up out in the box for 17 minutes. You don't want to lose <laughs> yeah. a guy for 17 minutes. Right. So they got to be careful with that. But if they play it, they play with to their strengths, they play with speed and they they come at the Capitals, They're, they have a very good chance of winning. They do. They do. Like there's there's no reason that they shouldn't be competitive in this game. Yeah. And uh we'll see how the goaltending holds up. Who's in net? Maybe it's Primo, maybe it's Allen. We're not too sure. Yeah. But my guess is Allen. I would th- I would think so. Um I think that it would be uh the wrong move if they put Primo in, especially against a team in Washington, and we already talked about Ovechkin, and he's going to be hungry. He sees a uh, AHL goalie in net, and he hasn't scored a goal yet this year, and he's hungry, and the team hasn't scored a power play goal this year. Yeah, he's going to shoot like 170 shots on that, right? So, yeah. oh, I've got the puck at the blue line. It's uh, it's going towards the net. Oh, I just come off a line change. I'm at center ice. It's going towards the net. So I think the best I think the best thing would be to be uh, go with the veteran, go with Jake Allen, and uh, again, it's too bad that we're not seeing you know Pacioretty back in the lineup for Washington making his debut, yeah. um, Joel Edmondson, et cetera, um, even Charlie Lindgren to be honest. But uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, we've talked about the curse or the hex or voodoo or whatever scurvy or whatever the hell they are, right? So it's it's the same story every year it seems and. Uh, Let's just hope that a guy like Gooley will be back in the lineup soon. 
Well, I just sacrificed uh, half a cow on my barbecue <laughs> yeah. in the hopes that it ends the curse. Yeah. Um, all right. So final thoughts before we end the show. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you um, like and subscribe. And uh, we're trying to obviously build up that base. Um, follow us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, if you're not already doing so as well. Uh, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on uh, iTunes, or uh, we're at well, Apple yeah. Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And um, don't forget, uh, don't forget all the other podcasts are out there. Uh, we're not the only ones that are out there. We like to have fun and we like to interact with all those other all those um, other guys. So go ahead. And we're not gonna we're not gonna you know bitch at you for uh, saying that you like them as well. Just uh, remember to keep coming back to us at the end of the day. We don't care who else you like as long as you like us too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, yeah, so I, I, I echo everything Matt just said, and I really, really do want to encourage everyone to keep sending us emails and interacting with us on all the social media platforms, TikTok, uh, Instagram, all of them, uh, threads. We're on threads as well. Um, as X is dying out, we're going to be branching out to all the other ones uh, a little bit more so. So keep an eye on, on that. Uh, keep, interacting with us, sending the emails. And uh, I want to thank you all for still listening. It's uh, seven seasons into this podcast and we're still going strong. So it's because of you guys that actually tune in and listen. So I want to thank you for that. And uh, remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.